now we are going to focus on law and our legal advice lot. Delighted to say I'm joined as ever by William Carr from Karen Coast Solicitors. William, how are you? Morning, Alan. Thanks very much for coming in. Uh, I did mention to our listeners earlier on that it's Blue Monday and we are looking for your tips uh, for other listeners on how to get through January. So if you have tips uh, for helping you to get through the struggles of motivation of the January blues, let the rest of the listeners know. 086-1800-964. And we have a lovely, happy <laughs> topic for Blue Monday. You have advice around ending a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, look, it, it might not be positive, but it's a reality. It does happen. Yeah, it does. And I suppose, look, January would be one of those months where all solicitors would say that they have a huge amount of family law inquiries. Um, I suppose, look, people have been at home over Christmas or their New Year's resolutions or for whatever reason it's just one of those things that come up and I suppose very often it's people they co- it, people come in for a consultation because they don't know where to go what to do how to go about it so very often it's an initial consultation to talk to somebody to say look these are your options these are your circumstances these are the type of things you need to be thinking about and then they go off and you might never hear from them again or they might be back then again later to say yeah look we've decided we've had a chat it's at the end you know there's nothing we can do etc. Okay so th- th- this can tend to happen at the start of the year because like I'm just wondering William is this um this you know is it something that you know obviously I'm sure it's like a marriage that was already struggling anyway but events over Christmas helped it was the straw that broke the camel's back or Some else somebody just had it as a New Year's resolution I need to get rid of him or her yeah, yeah. and I go now's the time to do it our, our, and, and very often it's people who've been separated for a long time and they just want to just get get the divorce and get the piece of yeah. paper and just get it finalised you know, so as I said, it's one of those things that falls into the New Year's resolution t- category of, you know, what, this is the year we'll just go and we'll just get our piece of paper and, and and be divorced once and for all. You know, I mean, there's a huge amount of couples out there that have been separated for years, but they've they've just just never brought it to finality because they haven't had to. There's there's no overt reason to bring it to finality, but it's just one of those things that just needs to be taken care of. Okay, I know. Look, I know people want to shed a few pounds at the start of the new year, but losing, losing yourself a couple of stone of another human being seems as good a way as any to do it. Um, okay, so look for someone who is in that. And it, look, it is an awful position, regardless of whether, you know, you've both realised it has come to an end. It is a very sad time. For those who are in marital difficulties, what are their options then? Well, look, the options are that you can do a separation agreement where everybody agrees to something. You can go to court, which is judicial separation. Or if you've been separated long enough for over two years, you can go to court and look for a divorce. Um, they all have they all have pros and cons. They all have various costs associated with them. But there are a lot of options out there from the point of view of dealing with the legal, the legal side of things. Okay, so what is the difference then uh, to separations? A separation agreement and a judicial yeah. separation. So a separation agreement is whereby both parties agree what's to happen, who's getting the house or what's happening in the house, what maintenance is to be paid, how the children are going to be dealt with, access, custody, where they're residing, who's making decisions, etc. If the parties can get to that place, either through mediation or through with the help of their solicitors, well then everything will be put into an agreement and there's no need to go to court. Um, A separation agreement has full validity once it's signed and witnessed by everybody. A judicial separation is where they just can't agree and ultimately you have to go before a judge and a judge has to make a decision on the various on the various bits and pieces. Judicial separations aren't, I suppose, they're not very common anymore because by the time you get before a judge, most people will now qualify for, for a divorce. So very often the legal proceedings will start by way of somebody looking for a judicial separation um, and that's fully in accordance with the legislation. But by the time you actually get before the judge, 
the solicitors will be converting those proceedings into a, into a set of divorce proceedings, which ultimately deal with all of the same issues and the same topics. Okay, and look, I guess as you say, it's not does not as much these days does it get to the judicial separation stage, but I guess it's it, regardless, it is better if a separation agreement can be reached because if you're getting beyond that, there's always the element of acrimony that could seep in. Yeah, and. I, even judges would always say it, that look they'll make a decision in a case but people necessarily won't be happy with the decision that ju- the decision that a judge makes yeah. whereas I suppose in law you'd much prefer to see people try and get to an agreement which is much better for them themselves you know and that they might only be 25% disgruntled as opposed to if you go before a judge you could be 50% disgruntled Does that relate to how much of their money is being taken well, is. from 25 to 50%? It's tough on people, nobody's ever going to be happy, it's a very yeah. tough process it's not it's for people to try and get resolution it's not for people to be happy at the end um, so therefore look it really is that if people can try and bring, bring a little bit of reasonableness to the process you can get there quicker you can get there with an accommodation everybody has to be accommodated one way or the other so therefore look while nobody is ever going to be happy at least you can have a degree of comfort that you've had an input into the decision as opposed to a judge up on a bench making mm-hmm. a decision that you might not that you might not like at all Okay, so what then, William, when a marriage ends, what are the biggest considerations to be dealt with? And I guess, you know, children are a big massive factor in this. Yeah, absolutely. Look, children always have to be at the fore if they're involved. Um, And then secondly is is property and predominantly it's the family home. I mean, ultimately in, in family law, it's one house is becoming two houses. And that, what is the transition there? How are both partners now going to be accommodated separately? Is one person moving out of the family home? Can they afford to buy elsewhere? Are they going to have to rent elsewhere? Can they rent an appropriate property where the kids can come and stay with them? Um, or is there equity in the family how- home? Is there a consideration of maybe selling the family home and then both parties can afford to buy two separate smaller houses yeah. uh, with two smaller mortgages? So in every family law situation, there's there's different considerations. I mean, a very big one then is also pensions. Um, some one party might have a pension, the other party might not have a pension. Um, and that really comes in then to the financial issues of is there a mortgage being paid? Are people going to be paying rent in the future? How is the maintenance issue going to be dealt with? Are the, are the children going to be on a 50-50 basis with either partner? So is maintenance required or does it need to be dealt with and how is it dealt with? So there's, a, there's numerous issues that and they're all unique to every marriage. So there's no one broad spectrum and there's no one broad brush stroke that you can say, this is the way you deal with it, this is how much maintenance is. It really depends on people's individual circumstances, what the children's requirements are, um, like extracurricular activities, medical, dental, etc. You know, there's no yeah. one child is the same, so therefore there can't be any one solution that's the same. Okay, well, just given what you've just said then, does that mean maintenance doesn't always have to be paid? It depends on the individual circumstances uh, and particularly if, if children are involved. Yes, yeah, absolutely, because it depends. I mean, children can be residing with parties on a 50-50 basis, so it might be the case of that, look, everybody's contributing to the overall cost of the children, um, but it, generally there is there's all generally there will be child maintenance payable because somebody has to be responsible for buying the clothes, the shoes, the footwear, the basic day to day as we might refer to it as the running costs. Um, you know, so that has to be met. And how is it going to be met? And just to avoid the monthly or weekly row over, can I get five or ten euros off you? Setting a figure and having it there going into a bank account just means all of those difficulties are avoided. But ultimately, maintenance, I suppose, is is can be quite different now to what it was maybe 20 years ago or 25 years ago where predominantly one person would have been earning a lot more than the other whereas now couples 
I mean, everybody can be earning the same. There can be sometimes the wife can be earning a lot more. The husband can be staying at home. You know, so every situation is now is now unique, and therefore maintenance as it's payable and how it's paid can be unique as well. Sometimes it's lump sums, sometimes it's pension contributions, pension adjustment orders. So ultimately, as I might describe it, it's a bit like a jigsaw piece and every marriage has 10 or 15 different pieces and how best do you put them together after the fact? Okay, a question come in from a listener here on 086 1800 964 saying Hi William, what if both parties don't agree? Does it have to go to court? I think you've kind of answered that. It it rarely uh, reaches the judicial separation stage but the listener uh, follows up by saying and if it does go to court do you have to wait two years? That time period is it still two years from when you know? No, it's it's, well the circuit court you you might get in there within 12 months. 12 months, Yeah, but the, the district court will deal with individual questions if they arise. So therefore, if there's a question of maintenance or access or anything more immediate, separate applications can be brought before the district court just to deal with those issues. Okay. And the district court sits in, like in Ennis, it's, it's there twice a month only doing family law and dealing with all the various range of family law issues. But the district court doesn't deal with marital breakdown. The final order actually comes mm. from the circuit court. Okay. Uh, w- you've, you've just addressed then what courts deal with family law issues, but... Is it possible? Is it always possible or mostly possible to actually avoid going to court? I mean, the, yes. I, I guess, look, the ideal scenario is going back to a separation agreement. If maybe there's a resignation on both sides or a realisation, look, it's over, but we'll part on amicable yes. terms. Yeah. But I, in your experience, how but, often does that happen? Oh, does it happen? I'm going to say about uh, about half the time. Give or Half take. Time. Yeah, like some of the times... Some it's of the time better it can, than nothing. <laughs> no, no, but it can take a while to get there. You yeah. know, there's a whole process of other emotions that are going on outside of the legal requirements. And I suppose that's, look, really important for, for our solicitors and your advisors to keep level heads to say, look, not getting involved in the emotional rows that, look, their job is to untangle the stuff that can be dealt with legally. And is that why sometimes perhaps you feel like you could do it uh, having done a course in mediation or, you know, being... Yes. A, a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And look, solicitors who deal with family law, I mean, you have to be good at, at mediation and a lot of time you can be mediating with your own client hmm. because you're trying to get them to see what's the best course of action, what's the most practical and what can be achieved. You know, at the end of the day, you're dealing with fraught emotions and, you know, I want X, Y and Z to pay. And it's like, well, that's a different type of pay as opposed to what can be achieved in law. And I guess, yeah, that's it. You you actually have to make your client see sense because sometimes their their judgment, their better judgment can be just clouded by anger and uh, yeah, that's a, a, a maelstrom of other emotions. Yes, yeah, that's it. And, and, and the reality is that that anger or that, and all of that, those other difficulties can lead to big to big legal bills because if if things can be agreed well then there's not as much an involvement with solicitors there's not as much of an involvement with barristers hmm. and therefore it's not going to be as costly as it might otherwise be whereas if people have a continuous fight that can just not be settled well then you're going to end up in court you're going to end up with barristers you're going to end up with account- possibly accountants people looking at pensions and all of that is very costly Okay, well, <laughs> I was just going to say, hopefully, uh, not too many of the Morning Focus listeners are finding themselves in this situation to begin 2023, particularly for that la- latter point, because it will be uh, te- very costly, but uh, very, very good advice nonetheless, because I guess that's the reality of the situation, is so marriages just end. Uh, William, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Adam. Very uh, perfect Blue Monday topic <laughs> there. And if you ever like our, our listener earlier on, have a question for William, do send it in to us uh, on 086 1800 That's our text and WhatsApp number. If